fifth installment of State of Obscurity. Like always, you know, it's me, your boy Big Chile, and with me. It's Sticky, what it do, everybody? This is another week. Uh, what's this? This is episode five, I think? Yeah, it's episode five. Yeah, episode five. So, happy to be here another week. Glad you could join us. Right, what's up, Chile? How you been, bro? I've been doing all right, bro. Just uh, working, 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 man. I said, uh, <clears throat> I think episode one, I said I needed to work. And now, you know, I'm out there. I'm getting it. So I can't really complain, even though I'm starting to feel it a little bit. But this is, this is exactly what I wanted. I feel that. That's good though. That's me too. Same. I was. I was. I mean, I was kind of messed up because I didn't go to work last week. So I was happy to get back to work this week too. But yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just same old, same old. Um, I think when. Especially with the type of work that I do, man, I I just lose lose out on so much uh, news and and things that are happening, and uh, I don't really keep up most of the time, you know, because I, I work twelve hours, so it's kind of hard. Oh to, shit! Yeah, gotcha. it's kind of hard to um, be watching the news and keeping up with everything. I mean, obviously, we try to. Uh, find topics for this for the podcast and that's why it's important um that anybody who's listening uh y'all could bring some stuff up man y'all could tell us uh what y'all want to uh, want us to talk about because that'll that'll really help us uh it kind of gets tough trying to look for a topic and trying to find things and mess it together but you know, I mean, we we make it work regardless. But uh, right, it'll it'll make it easier on us if somebody's like, "Hey, can you guys talk about this?" You know, and we'll be like, "Oh yeah, you know what? That's, that's a good idea." Yeah, I agree with that. So, hey, do and do you have a way? You know, do you have like a maybe a email or something that they can use to write into us for submissions? It's on Anchor, right? Yeah, we um if people are using the Anchor app, um there's actually a way to send a voice message. I think there's um there's like a little button while you're listening to the podcast and it'll actually allow uh somebody to drop a voice message and then it'll get to us and we'll actually be able to use it and put it in the podcast, you know, and, and uh and then whatever question they had, you know, obviously we'll, we'll answer it and we'll use it. So if anybody's using the Anchor app, y'all should definitely try using that. It's pretty cool. It's a neat little idea, so give it a shot. Um, anybody else, I, we got a Twitter, and it's at Obscure State. Uh, you definitely hit us up right there. Follow us. And um, I believe the Gmail is state of obscure thoughts at gmail.com so if that's uh your preferred method of contact you could hit us up on gmail also um but 
we would really love some um some interaction, some questions, something, you know, cuz uh we we just want to we just want to engage with anybody listening to us and you know, we 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 want to provide the content that you guys are looking for. So Definitely. Let us know. Let us know. I mean, for now uh Um, on Facebook and all, well, I don't know about all social media, but I know on Facebook for sure uh, last week or was it sometime around this week? I can't remember, but uh, the whole Cam Newton thing, it was Cam Newton at his uh, training camp and they had a kid there. He looked, he was probably like a 16 year old. He, he looked, I mean, obviously he was young, he was probably 16, maybe a little bit older. Right, but um, I guess he was he was kind of disrespecting Cam Newton. He was telling him that he was a free agent and kind of like you know making fun of him. Right, uh, telling him that like he go, he gonna lose like he broke and stuff like that. Just kind of trolling him. He's just trolling him pretty much. Yeah, and uh, you seen the video? You um, Cam Newton. I think at first he's kind of he's kind of going. Uh, how can I say it? He's kind of uh scooping down to his level because the kids like you're a free agent and Cam Newton's like, but I'm rich though. But I think Cam Newton realizes, you know, later on, you know what, I need to talk to him. Right. I think I think what's unfortunate is that uh they cut they, it's like they cut a little bit of the video because it goes from you know the kids saying back and forth and then it it, it cuts into the, him like trying to talk to him. But I wish I would have seen a little bit more because I I like to see that uh, that process. I like to see how it went from, you know, you're a free agent, but I'm rich, though, going back and forth into him trying to talk to him. Right. No, I I agree with that. You want to see what, like, started that little initial back and forth? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, um... Uh, I mean, what what did you think, bro? Like, was a kid being super disrespectful, or would you would you be able to like brush it off and be like, uh, you know, this is just how how some of these kids are. He he just gotta kind of deal with it. I mean, he did he did deal with it. Yeah, he he dealt with it um, well, I believe. I I think that kids. I think that that kid in particular, he was like doing both, you know, he was trying to tease him and make fun of him. And also just being a kid. Yeah. And but now hold up. I was going to say he, he was, um, like, I think Cam handled it well, but the kid at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, Sometimes kids just be like that for no reason. I don't. There's no like explanation for it. They're just teasing and trolling just to try to get on somebody's nerve. I don't know. I can't really explain it. I feel like I used to be an annoying kid like that, <laughs> just to like tease people and annoy them for no fucking reason. So, but I was gonna ask a question. If, do you think that like maybe he should have Cam should have said something like um. Like to shut him up a little bit more, or like discipline him, maybe like try to put him, set him straight, or 
what do you think? I was just trying to pose the question. What do you think about like discipline other people's kids? Well, um, it's it's at his it's at his camp, right? Um, I feel like he could have, uh, and I I don't know I don't know the details. I don't know you know how the camp stuff works. Uh, I don't know if that kid was even enrolled in that camp or something, or or maybe it was like a fucking um, what do they call it? like an open house where y'all y'all come in here and check it out, and if y'all like it, y'all sign up. I I don't know. But uh, let's say if that kid was signed up to that camp and he was he was being like that, I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't have been mad personally if Cam uh, disciplined him in some way like a like a hey uh, give me some sprints or or uh, some push-ups or something like that. You know I feel like he would have been in the right to do that. At the same time, um, I like that the way that he approached it, he, um, you know, he talked to him and he was making, he was, he was telling them, he was asking them questions to trying to kind of open his mind up. Obviously the kid was still being a kid, especially seeing a camera. Right. Um, and I, what, what did he tell him? What did Cam Newton tell him? He was like, hey, man, you, you don't have to be one-sided or something. He said something like that, right? Yeah, he said you don't have to be so one-dimensional. One-dimensional because the kid, all he kept doing was, uh, was like, making Just saying jokes. the same thing over and over, yeah. Yeah. So he was like, hey, you know what? He's basically telling him, hey, uh, be open-minded, bro. You know, I'm, I'm trying to talk to you, and I'm trying to show you what's up. I'm trying to. So um, I right. think he handled it. He handled it very well, especially nowadays with cameras everywhere. Anything else, people would have probably gotten on Cam Newton's ass, but he handled it extremely well. And um, I, I think he did he did what he was supposed to do. Um, and I hope that the kid listened, and he uh, he took he took a lesson out of it. Right, he it's, took something from it at least. Yeah, especially with. Having Cam Newton tell him to not be one dimensional, I hope that kind of opened him up to to think about his actions and the way he's being. Because he's right, he was he was being one dimensional and just like trying to trying to be jokey about stuff or defensive. And uh, Cam Newton was kind of opening him up, like, "Hey, you know what? When you're having a discussion, you got to be a little more open minded. You can't just be one dimensional. You ain't gonna get nowhere." Definitely agree with that, and but yeah, I was just I was also like I said, it's just the thing about discipline other people's kids because I was thinking about somebody was just telling me back in school they got paddled and I was like, bro, that's kind of you know, it was just to me it just I mean I know like back in the day they used to do that type of thing it used to be normalized in schools but yeah, I was just like that's kind of weird to for somebody to get paddled in school like I don't know how I would feel about. If I had a kid and somebody paddling him in school, yeah. the 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 good thing is that um, they were given a chance. The kids were given a chance to get to know. But um, I I do remember hearing back in the day that they there used to be waivers where they would tell the parents, "Hey, uh, we'll paddle your kid if this is what you want us to do." You know, sign mm. here, sign uh, here, yes or no. 
and some parents would actually sign yes, and that'll kind of give the concerns. Yeah, it'll give teachers, the principal, a green light, so that if the kid does something bad, um, they get disciplined. Uh, gotcha. I don't honestly, bro. Um, when it comes to discipline other kids, uh, I think it's about how it's done. Right, right. And Definitely. and how important you are to be able to and not not like how important you are, but like how how much of an influence you are in their life. I you have you. on the kid. So yeah. for example, like if you're some random dude that you got no influence, you got nothing to do with the kid, and you're over here trying to like discipline First of all, the kid's not going to listen because you don't know who you are. And second of all, it's, it's not going to help and it's it's going to cause an issue because a parent's going to be like, who, you know, who the fuck are you? I mean, you're nothing. Now, if it's like a principal or something or somebody really, you know, somebody in school, I guess, for example, that's really like a teacher that's really trying to influence your child, then I would give it a hard maybe. You know, at that point, I'd be like, okay, it's understandable. But I would want to know about it beforehand, before anything happens, because uh, I have a daughter. So if, you know, if she tells me my teacher hit me and I didn't I didn't hear about it first, I'm going to definitely be mad. You know, I'm going to come over there to that school and I'm going to talk to whoever that teacher is. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a scene, basically. I got you. What do you think, though, bro? You, you, do you think um, kids should be disciplined by other people, by strangers? Uh, like you say, I agree with what you said. It, they should be disciplined by somebody that is that has like a prominent, that somebody that's a prominent figure in their life. So, and it it needs to be like it's like you said how it's how they should be disciplined. Like they shouldn't, you don't have to put their your hands on them necessarily or whoop them. You could do something different. It could be, you know, punishment of some sort, um, like grounding them, taking stuff away from them, cell phones and shit like that. But oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a um, and and this is to get into something a little bit different, bro. But um, that's a that's a tough one for me, and uh, and it's something that I've been dealing with, um. I uh, I got I got well, I, I got to phrase it a little a little better because I, I I'm still in that mindset, but I I guess I had uh, stepkids. Right. I'm I, I'm I'm separated with my my ex, and um, it was tough, bro. I I grew up the way I grew up. Uh, I grew up very rough. You know, and and I'm not saying like super rough, but it, it it was a rough upbringing. It was a lot of stress and a lot of. I'm pretty sure I probably got some sort of PTSD from the trauma that was endured as a kid. Right. And um, I grew up with with a first of all, I grew up with a stepdad that oh man, he it was no mercy with that dude, man. I mean he. If he was going in, he was he was he was going hard on you. If if you were gonna get the belt, oh, he this motherfucker would not let up. You know, he just Damn. he just hit you. He just hit you, hit you, hit you. So, you know that that was one thing. And then moms, um, also very rough. But moms had that 
that two for one special. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did she belt you, but you were also here because stepdad he will belt you and then he'll stay quiet. He'll just go leave and then that's he wouldn't tell you nothing. You know, he'll just leave you there to think about what you did. Right. Uh, with, with, with your with your butt hurting, you know. <laughs> and but mom had that two for one, bro. She will hit you and she'll fucking be talking to you and screaming at you at the same time, you know, and she'll be telling you everything. She'll hit she'll, you know, she'll hit me. And then for like an hour I'll be sitting there getting a lesson after getting hit. Yep. So mm-hmm. oh man. So you know, and, and I say that to say that um, it was rough for me with my stepkids. Um, okay. Growing up with that type of discipline, I, as a kid, I wanted to get away from it. You know, as a kid, I would always tell myself, um, this is not how I'm going to be. But as a parent, once I, once I got, you know, with my ex and those, those kids came along, it started becoming uh, what I knew. It was the only thing I knew. So it was the way I was starting to discipline them. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's kind of hard for me to talk about it because obviously me saying something like that is, it, it's, it's very harsh. You know, I don't, I wouldn't like to sit here to talk about how I hit my kids right. because, but, the only reason I talk about it is because this happened in the past. And obviously, eventually, I realized that this is not the way to do things. And not only that, but I realized, hey, I've been through this before, and I know how this feels. I shouldn't do this to them, you know. And it, it, it was tough, bro. I mean, it was very tough, but I'm I'm very happy that eventually I realized the damage that I was doing. And uh, and I, I started changing slowly, little by little, because I I had all these issues that I you know sometimes we got issues we think it's normal, but it's not. It's not normal. We're we're uh, we got a we got like a problem, mental health problem or something. You know, like me, I got I got anger, or I even feel like I'm probably bipolar sometimes. Cause uh, I just be going from happy to angry, just in a you know in a snap of a finger, just and, right for no reason and shit. Yeah, and and I would think it was normal. I would think like you know what anybody everybody gets angry and happy just like me, but is it to a certain extreme or to a certain point it's not normal. You know, people do go from happy to angry, but most of the time that I guess they're kind of on a chill level on a on the middle. Right. And then maybe if something extreme happens, then they'll do it. But what makes it different in my case, I guess, is that I'll, I'll do it throughout the day and with little details, you know, with little things, I'll just blow up and then go back to being, being happy. So it's one of the things I started realizing, you know, about myself and I definitely try to, uh, you know, think about it more and uh, put it in my head that it's something that I don't want to do or or don't want to happen. And even that, even that, bro, even that helps. You know what I mean? Right. Just talking yourself through it and telling yourself, you know, you don't want to be that type of 
You just don't want to discipline your your children the way that your parents did or the way that yeah. you were disciplined. I feel that, bro. I, I'm the same way. I always told myself that I don't want to discipline my kids that way. It don't have to be that way. They can be disciplined in other ways. They can be taught lessons in other ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and it, it hurts a lot, bro. I mean, uh, the reason I'm even talking about it uh, right now is because that's how impactful it is. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Right. So, and and I kind of I kind of get uh, I kind of get kind I kind of get down about it when I think about uh, this my stepkids because I'm like man I hope I didn't leave that impression that my stepdad left on me you know I did do it in the beginning uh, and I'm not gonna lie it's not like I did it in the beginning and I stopped I did it for like a good three years. When they were still, they were they were young, and um, but eventually I started realizing, you know, this this isn't the way. I'm not. I don't want them to be uh, uh traumatized or you know forever just be like, uh, you know, uh, this happened to me and now I'm I, I can't you know I can't move on or this and that. So I I will start talking to them, and I would start uh trying to explain things and I would tell them, you know what, uh, you guys, you guys didn't do nothing wrong. It, it was, it was all about me. I was, I, I was stressed out. I was whatever. And, you know, and I apologize to each one. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, I was in a different mind state and uh, I, I, for some reason I just couldn't help myself. My anger would get the best of me. Really? Yeah, and, and I hope like with that with that message, uh, they it kind of helps them a little more because obviously they're gonna remember. But I right. hope I hope that with me talking to them, they'll um, look back on it and understand it one day. And yeah, like, I understand what you know. And they'll kind of forgive me, and it's not that I want them to forgive me, but I want them to put it past them because. That stuff ate me up as a like a teenager and and a, a young adult. It just ate me up, bro. I mean, I I was I was in all kinds of moods, man. I just didn't feel so. All the things that they might have done or they might have this and that, you you should have left behind and carried forward from this point on. Because now you're the adult and now you can be in charge. You know what I'm saying, but uh, that's that's my little story right there. <laughs> I know it was something I wasn't planning on it either, but it it, it is a deep uh, subject for me with the with the discipline, um, the fact that I was disciplined rough. Uh, I guess that was the only discipline I knew. So when it when it came to me being a parent. That's the way I was disciplining, unfortunately, at first, because it's the only thing I knew. And then eventually I started like reading and, you know, going on the Internet, on Google. I, I, I would do I would do that whole cliche thing, man. Like, how do I discipline kids? And I would look at it on Google and try to figure out the best way to do it. And not only would I just look at it, I would actually implement it. I started putting the kids in the corner and then I kind of didn't like that. 
uh, eventually I just kind of didn't enjoy it, especially the way I was doing it, you know. And I was like, you know, it's not, it's, it's not uh, what I, the way I want to discipline them. Um, but uh, that's the way I was heading, you know, this this last year. I was being a lot better too. I mean, my change was, uh, what was it called? It was kind of like a slow, progressive uh, change. It wasn't like a, from one day to another. Hey, look at me, guys! I'm 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 the best dad in the world now. It, it was a slow, progressive change, and uh, just like with anything, there were slip ups, and uh, nothing too harsh. You know, I, I stayed away from uh, from belting because uh, just because I just didn't I didn't like the way I felt when I would grab a belt. It would literally like turn me into a different person, you know. So I started being more verbal about what I was expecting from them and, and this and that. And uh, I would, I would, uh, I would sit them down for sure. Eventually, I started sitting them down and talking to them a little more in depth and trying to reach to them in a way I think they understand with examples. I think they understood. Um, but yeah, that was my journey. Do you, I mean, we can, we, we can go a little bit in the, into the, um, into the, what's it called? The recreational, if you want to. And I can ask you about that. If, if you well, coping. Yeah. Like, do you think um, when you're using, are you using it as a, like, is it is it actually fun for you? Or do you feel like when you're using, you're, uh, you're kind of trying to mask it, mask a feeling? Or you're trying I'm to- trying to, it's both. It's, I enjoy it. I enjoy the art of smoking. It's like just smoking. Like, it's hard for me to vape or anything or do fucking wax. I'm an old school smoker. I just want to smoke grass, but it's just the art of smoking. And I do want to mask, like, a feeling of just, I get anxious. I just have a bunch of, like, back in the day, I would have really bad, fucked up thoughts and just overthinking shit. And smoking, it just helps me calm down. Normals, it makes me feel a little bit normal, you know, helps me be a little more social. Yeah. So. You know what I, what I get surprised about though? What's that? You've been doing this. You've been smoking for, I mean, shit. What, you were like, what, 16 or something? Uh, 16, 17, yes. And what, what trips me out about, you know, hearing about people that smoke, so much and you know almost their whole life is that they always i mean does it ever get to a point where it's like you don't feel it anymore mm, i don't know it don't no it doesn't feel like that unless you're just not i guess you're smoking some really not good stuff but yeah i, I don't know it never really feels like that for me i feel like every time i hit that thing you know it's just it gives me that feeling. It makes me relax. I feel it's yeah. like so for somebody. It's the same thing for that feeling, I guess, for somebody smoking a cigarette. 
Yeah, that's true. And and uh, drinking, because you know you drink a beer, you get the little buzz. You right. Your whole life, you're always gonna get the little buzz. Right. Right. So. so yeah, I didn't think about it like that. You're right. Yeah, that's how it is for me. But it's like I say, it's just it helps me. Like when I'm anxious, man, I used to bite the fuck out my fingernails. I don't know why. I guess because I was just so anxious, just overthinking shit and would bite my shit down into like the their nubs. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a really that. bad problem doing that shit, but smoking to help me, you know, stop doing all shit. Stop. It, it takes my mind off of doing that and just off of overthinking shit. That's really what it is. It's just I get in my own head. I sit there and I overthink about life and. Why do you Just think, um, do you think, I mean, again, this goes into what I said, where there's things that we do that we think is normal, because overthinking shit to me is normal, because I've done it my whole life. The only time somebody calls me out on it is when I'm overthinking shit out loud, and they're like, God damn, hold on, Johnny, you, you know, you're over here thinking about this, this, and that, and, you know, and that's kind of where I catch myself, like, damn, is, is this not normal? But um, why do you think why do you think we overthink shit? Do you think there's an issue, or do you think it's a um, it's? I mean, again, it's kind of normal. Do you think like everybody probably overthinks shit? I think at some point in time, everybody will eventually overthink something in their life. You know, overthink about something. But um. I don't know. I just maybe it is, you know, just because you have a bunch of. You just have a bunch of not even like psych, like mental issues or nothing like that. It's just you just got a bunch of things going on in life at one time. You're just thinking about like. Hey, this like maybe you're just the is it the right word, a pessimistic person or something like that? Pessimistic. Like you're just always thinking that something's about to happen or something like that. Yeah. Pessimist. Yeah. Yeah. So. What, do you think it's probably trust issues? Uh, trust issues. I don't think trust issues would be a thing. Cause it's it will kind of be like you know you, you don't trust um what's gonna happen like like when you overthink shit in a relationship that's when you don't trust that other person. Oh well, yeah, yes, okay, well, uh, in that sense, yes, but I don't not I'm not I'm just saying in general like not for everybody. It's just just normal stuff of life like my job or like maybe you're trying to get a raise or something or maybe you're trying to find a way to get a promotion or something and it's like well what if i don't you know just that just stuff like that is it yeah i wonder i wonder why we're uh predisposed to kind of think that way i think um i don't know i mean it really I, i i couldn't tell you what the normal thought process was. And even if somebody that was quote unquote normal came to tell me or to tell us, Hey, you know what? This is how it should be. Right. I, I still wouldn't believe it. Cause I'll be like, well, you know, how do you know? How do you know you're even normal yourself? You know, <laughs> you can't, you know, you, you, person will come up like, yeah, I'm a normal person and this is how it should be. Like, no, bro. I mean, how, but that's me because I definitely have trust issues. I don't trust a motherfucker that tells me this. Shit. Like even the, um, 
<laughs> the scientists, bro, that, that talk about how the brain is this way and is that way. Okay, this this is let me see, bro. This is this is a uh, it's it's kind of like a conspiracy, but it's is hopefully I can I can talk about. It. I mean, um, hopefully I can speak it, and it's understandable what I'm saying. So look. They have they have a saying, right? It's like a little. It's not a saying, but people say this. Uh, the brain basically named itself, right? Right. Okay. So now think about this. <laughs> so when the, when the scientists are doing um, explanations on the brain and this is how the brain works, how do we know it's not the brain making it up? That way, we think what we're seeing is what the brain is but the brain is so smart that it's making us see that because it really doesn't want us to know what the, what the secret of the brain is <laughs> it's fucking deep. It, it sounds kind of it sounds kind of weird but you know what i'm saying <laughs> like they come out with all these uh things that all the brain is like because the brain is like how do they know that it's not the brain doing that to mask itself you know what i'm saying i feel you it's like you feel like the brain could have a secret agenda. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> like a little hidden agenda, bro. Yeah, bro. The brain doesn't want us to understand it. You know, the brain. Hey, damn, that'd itself. be some complex ass shit, bro. <laughs> damn, that's like that's like some shit. That's like what's the meaning of life, and it's like that. Yeah, it's some deep ass shit. Because oh, uh, shit. That's yeah, nice. I, I've thought about. I've also thought about that situation where um. People were like, you know, I died and I came back and this is what I saw. And I was like, um, oh, God, I need to really think about it because I, I I remember what it was. And it was very deep when I would think about it. But uh, it was something like, um, you know, when people die, they come back. And it's like, how do we know that's not the brain just making up something you know, for you to feel like you died, but you actually didn't, you know, because they, they always say that your brain stays active for X amount of minutes after you die. That means that you're sleeping, basically, because it's the same thing that happens when you go to sleep. Your brain stays kind of active. Right. It stays like at a low power level. Um. And obviously, what happens while you're dreaming is you're, uh, you're, you, I mean, while you're sleeping, you're dreaming. So how do we know that you're not dreaming? In that, when that happens necessarily, that's what you're saying. Yeah, how do we know that we're not just dreaming and shit, and and the brain is making up all these things, um, just to make us feel better. Yeah. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And the brain, not only that, bro, but the brain is uh everything that we see around around us, the brain, the and again, this is this is like just some shit, bro. This is just some random topic. I'm not like I'm not like dead set on this is how things are, but it's just things you know, we think about just random shit and we try to we we talk about it, but everything that's around us, the brain made, you know, obviously, you know, uh, space and uh, and 
money and the houses and everything that we have with the brain made, how do we know that the brain's not just uh, trying to make us feel as comfortable as possible? Just so that we live this this just this, this life. And and I, the way I think about it, it kind of is like the Matrix, where we're being used as a battery. Mm. So the like brain, a vessel. Yeah, the brain is like it's like a computer that they put in there so that it could develop this virtual reality for us. And our body is the battery, and it's it, it's being used to power whatever it might be, you know. Uh, fucking, I don't even know. I mean, an alien colony or some fucking power is being powered by us. And the way it gets that power is by emotions. So when we feel angry, when we feel that's where it gets the energy. So the brain wants us to go through these situations because it wants us to feel anxious and angry. And, and then this is why they ban stuff like, you know, uh, like marijuana because it, it relaxes you too much and now you can't, you know, you can't use your high power potential. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know. It's just, I guess there's a new segment in the show, bro, just a high talk. You know, I don't even think you're under influence, though. It's just, <laughs> nah. yeah, it's just me being how I am. But yeah, man. I just had another brain fart. <laughs> See, there you go. The brain's trying to control you, bro. It's trying to control me. I gotta fight back, right? I gotta take control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what? And it's not it's not too far fetched. I mean, all the other stuff might be, but it's not too far fetched that the brain try to tries to control because a lot of people especially a lot of athletes and people that do athletic stuff, they always talk about how the, your brain is your worst enemy. Okay. Your brain will deceive you when you're working out and it'll make you feel like you need to stop. You need to stop. You know, and athletes always talk about this. Like, you know, you got to tell yourself, I'm going to keep going. And you you tell your body that you're going to keep going. But your brain is talking about, I want to stop, I want to stop. But the body is the one that just keeps, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's, yeah, kind, of like, it's kind of like it's a separate entity for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the brain is supposed to control the body. You you would think that if your brain was telling you to stop, you would it would stop the body. But it doesn't. Right. It And it's weird how they phrase it. It tells you. So the brain is kind of like talking to you. Hey, man, you need to stop. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel you. I was going to... No, keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good, bro. Oh, I was going to say, um, I wonder if that's like like the brain controlling you. What you're saying is like kind of like what sleepwalking is maybe in a way. Where somebody's sleepwalking and they're not necessarily... They don't know what they were doing and... I honestly think this brain doesn't belong to us, bro, because every other animal on this planet has a different type of brain that's not. But I'm not like the brain. Some of the brains look the same, but that's the exact 
that's the intention of the brain to look like the other brains but right. it's it's obviously different we're obviously different compared to them and when i say the brain doesn't belong to us is because it's obvious uh our brain grew so fast supposedly you know in, in such a short period of time we got to take our wisdom teeth out because it it the brain just pushed all that shit and it, it compacted. So it's almost as if our body, I mean, if if we want to believe evolution, how does our body not um, uh, get used to, hey, you know what, we're about to have a big brain, let's let's make sure that we, you know, the body has a good uh, jaw and... and, and it, like you're saying, our body didn't adapt to that. The evolution yeah. didn't adapt the body into... No, it didn't because it was kind of like it almost seemed like it was forced. You know what I'm saying? Um, now you're thinking somebody about to come and um, body snatch me and take my brain when I'm sleeping. <laughs> hey, bro, that's that's what you know. People be reporting that shit with the whole alien probes and shit. I'm not gonna lie, this sounds like a great movie that I would watch. <laughs> Call it the brain or some shit. The brain, yep, like a brain controlling somebody, and th- these people are like going and snatching people up, snatching bodies, and taking brains out of people. To I think, I think this conspiracy would tie into the uh, simulation thing. We're yeah, yeah, we're in a simulation, and we're just slaves to one big Google brain, Google fucking cloud server. <laughs> I, I think at this point, bro, I don't think um, at this point, uh, and this is going to sound weird, but I wouldn't mind dying because I really want to see what, you know, what the fuck is <laughs> going on? What y'all doing out here, bro? What the fuck? <laughs> like, you know is anybody I'm really out there? Because, uh, oh, I think that's what I was thinking about. I was like, um. Damn, I'm trying to catch it again, bro. But uh, because um, there's no proof. There's literally zero proof of what happens when you die, because it's impossible to have any proof, bro. The people that say that they died and came back to life, they were probably alive and they were probably dreaming. I mean, the only proof that we can 100% have are from the ones that are actually dead right now. Obviously, there's no fucking way to get in contact with the ones that are actually dead. So there's 0% proof of what happens when we die. There's nothing, you know, there's no evidence. It's, it's just impossible to have evidence about that. Right. The only way to have proof of what happens when you die is dying. And experiencing that yourself. And experiencing it yourself. Down. And that shit always scares me, but it, it scares me uh, just randomly, bro. It's like, it's called, I think it's called an existential crisis. I always be going through existential crisis because I'll be sitting there. Again, this probably goes to my bipolarness, but I'll be sitting there and then out of nowhere, I'll just be like, I'm going to fucking die. I literally damn we're, really because I feel like I think about that too. I'm not gonna front it. Like, yeah, shit. And it's not like you know, it's not like I'm gonna die tonight. I'm gonna be like, no, I'm eventually gonna fucking die. I'm, I'm literally, I'm gonna die. Right. 
And it just hits me so hard, like, fuck, what's going to happen? You know, how am I going to feel? Am I, you know, I hope I'm at a good spot or something. You know, I hope I get to see my daughter or something. But it just hits me very fucking hard. And, I, bro, I'll literally just be sitting there fucking laughing at some shit, and then it hits me. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's probably my bipolarness. But I definitely get a lot of existential crisis type of deals. And that's for me. That's when I would just be like, you know what? I just light a bowl up and try to forget <laughs> yeah. about it. You smoke one. That's right. That's right, bro. I'm all about it, bro. I'm all about uh, coping. Because right. everybody's coping, bro. Everybody. It's bullshit people that say, oh, you know, I live a good life. Motherfucker, but you got a big house and some brand new cars. And that's also a way to cope with material yep. things. Mm-hmm. Being a materialistic person, just buying stuff and thinking that's going to make you feel better. And and let's say maybe they don't have material things, but they're working all the time. So now you're coping with work and money. Right. You know, everybody copes, though. I mean, I'll never knock somebody for, for coping. You know, like you, you smoking, you, you smoke and, you know, you, that you find your little happiness in doing that. And that's perfect. I think when it gets to that level of, of, uh, of like doing those other hard drugs, to where it's obvious and not even doing the hard drugs cuz I'll even I'll even tolerate that kind of to say you know if somebody comes up to me is like yeah man I'll be fucking hitting that ice and the motherfucker's normal I wouldn't judge it I'd be like oh no shit yeah oh, okay but I think when it gets to that level where the person obviously becomes dangerous and it, they become a danger to themselves and oh, others yeah. around that's yeah. where it's too much yeah, that's where it's like, well, hold on, man. they need some help because they're gonna hurt themselves or worse, somebody else. You know, definitely agree with that. But obviously, with what you do, I mean, you're, you ain't gonna hurt nobody. I mean, you just smoking, you chilling at the house, and I mean, me, I, I, I cope. I do cope. I cope with alcohol. Uh, you know, but that's usually. It's just like sometimes it's a social thing. I I rarely uh, just drink by myself, bro. I don't know why. I can't do. I feel that that's that's to me, and I don't. That's just like I feel like for me personally, that just sounds kind of depressing. (laughs) For real, it really does, bro. Like somebody, and I used to do that shit. It is depressing. You're just sitting there. You're just getting drunk by yourself. It's like what the fuck. I'm I'm. I'm kind of, again, it goes into the brain thing, but I'm kind of my worst enemy because, and I really am, bro. I'm I'm my worst enemy because I like to be left alone, bro. But my dumb ass, bro, when I'm alone, I'm sitting there like, I wish somebody was with me. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I can't, I can't decide I feel which, you. which one I want. I be wanting to be alone, but then when I'm alone and I'm like... I feel lonely, man. I wish, you know, I wish I could have somebody or something. Right. Or you cancel your plans and then you're like, fuck, man, I should have. Yeah. You're thinking like, damn, we should have just went out and had those couple drinks or whatever. Or just yeah. chilled. Nah, I feel you, bro. It do be like that sometimes. But that's, I feel like that's that anxiety. That's that oh, you yeah, canceling sure. on them. And like, you want to hang out. And, and then at the last moment, you're like, fuck, kind of back out of the situation. Because like, I guess you're overthinking it. 
Yeah, I guess yeah. I'm talking from a personal personal experiences because I, I do that all the time. I'll make plans with some people and to do something, and then when, as the day gets closer and closer, I'm kind of like dreading it, and I'm like, man, fuck, I don't kind of kind of don't feel like doing it no more. <laughs> yeah, then well, I'm like shit. You know what it is though, bro. Right? We I think me and you um, operate at a level of of uh, of energy. We uh are you know nowadays is called vibes. We operate off the vibe, and it's not I'm tripping, bro. Not nowadays. It's always been called vibes for us. We've always used that term. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I think we operate operate at a level of vibe, and uh, sometimes you just don't have that vibe, and you're like, I don't want to go out tonight. That's that's not the vibe I got. And then obviously sometimes like man I, I do want to go out. I want Yeah. There's times where you want to party. You want to go out, you want to have fun, you want all your buddies to be there and you want to have a good time. And and no shit, bro, like when when I decide this is why I work with off of vibes is because when when I decide to do something based off of vibe, I'm usually right, bro. And you have a really great fucking time. Yeah, yeah, I'm usually fucking right, cause I've had situations where I'm forced to go, and the vibe is just not there, and it it something happens, and it's just all fucked up all around. Yeah. Or the whole time on the way there, you're just like, I know something's gonna. You're just thinking yeah. better about the whole thing. You're just like, man, something's gonna happen, and this is this and that, and yeah. And you know what? I could kind of tie that into what I was talking about with the brain. Cause when you go off a vibe, you're you're feeling, you're not thinking about it. You're like feeling it, it kind of in your gut, right? You know, it's it's kind of the vibe, and uh, so I'm I'm you're kind of thinking with the body. And I love to um, feel vibes, cause I like to reinforce whatever that sensor. I don't know what the fuck that sensor is that you know you can vibe people out. Yeah, but it's like a sensor. It really is, bro. It's like it's like a radar. And uh, I like to always uh, make myself think about the vibe and how does this person feel instead of judging them with my brain because the brain is the one that judges. But I like to feel their vibe and and I like to always reinforce that energy, that sensor, that feeling, that radar because I want that to be strong and I want that to be what uh, dictates my next move, you know. Cause my brain is deceiving. Yeah. My brain will tell me this motherfucker's weird when in reality the dude's probably cool as fuck. He just needs somebody to be to listen to them. All right. Or you yourself, you just have to give them a chance. You just like you just sometimes it's like that. I I'm totally gonna be honest. I judge books by the cover. Oh yeah. And no, you know, sometimes you just gotta give people the time of day. You just gotta sit there and just be open to the person. To people, yeah, for real. so communication rules a nation. I heard that yesterday. Well, yeah, I've yeah. been hearing it, but I just thought about it again. Communication rules a nation. It really does. And uh, I mean, I like, I like, I like this pocket, bro. We, we went kind of deep with this one. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I was gonna say that too. I was like, I think that was a, we should put a cap on that, but that was really good. Talking yeah. like that at the end, it was real good. This, this, this is the obscurity right here. 
This is the stuff we want to deal with, the, the obscure side of things, the things that are usually hidden that people don't talk about. Right. And it's like as the, you know, the more we talked about what we we're talking about is like what we talk about keeps referencing back to what we were talking about earlier. I don't know <laughs> if that makes sense or not, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about the brain thing. And, yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, bro. We don't. With that one, we're going to sign off another week. Another week. Five weeks down. Uh, uh, talk to us, man. Everybody, anybody listening to, just let us know something. Let us know if you loved it or even if you didn't. You know, we, 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 we're big boys. We ain't going to feel any certain type of way. You know, if you didn't like it, we'll, we'll try to work our way into providing what you want to hear what you want or if maybe the quality is not as good you know we'll definitely try to look into what could provide more quality but we need we need y'all to talk to us we need y'all to tell us something give us some feedback or just show some love show some support show some love but uh the socials again twitter is at obscure state um, if you have the Anchor app, you can uh, message us. There's a little button while you're listening to the podcast. There's a little button on there. I think it has a little plus sign on it, and you just send a little quick message, and potentially we could use it. I mean, at this point, probably we'll use it. If you take your time to message us, you know, we'll definitely add it in there. Um, and also the Gmail if you want to take that route, is a, a state of obscure thoughts at gmail.com. But that being said, Stiggy, week five, signing out, state of obscurity, week five, y'all take care, man. Peace. Peace out, everyone.